Welcome back to the Matt Souders Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm with Gene, my co-host Gene, and our next guest, Doug Thomas. Welcome to the podcast, Doug. I appreciate you guys having me. Where's producer Emma? Well, that's a great question. Uh, we had a little differences in opinion, and she said it was embarrassing and walked out. You know, I, I've I've been worried about the fact that I called in that one time, and you know, she said it couldn't be done. Yeah, and then yeah. I called in, and it's like, man, you know, yeah. I pulled off the impossible. <laughs> I didn't know if maybe that was the turning point. That was probably the beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah. I'll apologize to her. Yeah, yeah I don't. I'd say it's more to do with absolutely anything, everything, and all things that we do are embarrassing. So well, I'll yeah. tell you what. Yeah. She, I thought she was excellent. Yeah, I, I, enjoy, yeah. I enjoyed her. Uh, commentary, and I thought she was a good sidekick to, yeah. to you, and but she did a good job. I wish she would have stuck with it, but you know, I got my new co-host here and my, and my boss, there so it go. works out real well. I manage my dream though. killer, so yeah, <laughs> so it all works out well. Our last guest, so we're doing a two-parter about basketball coaches, and he actually brought that up. Jonathan brought that up, and kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, we had a little fight. We worked it out, though, didn't we? Hey, yeah. he, he kind of backed me. He said, he I understand. Yeah. My wife is the dreamer. <laughs> I'm the one who keeps the bank account yeah. in check. And so he, he knows where I'm coming from. I think how great that food truck yeah. would be. you got to balance each other. Yeah, it is. It's right. a balancing act. That's right. Well, uh, our listeners probably know you well. But, you know, if we have anybody tuning in maybe from another state or something, you know, Doug Thomas, your teacher at Mitchell High School, been the boys' basketball coach for the past eight years, right, at Mitchell High School? That's right. And then before that, you were at Brown County. So let's take a minute and just kind of tell us your basketball journey, how you got into it, just kind of, you know, how you got to Mitchell and how you got here. Okay. Um, yeah, I started out of college, obviously, looking for a job just like everybody else. And uh, Brown County had a social studies job open. I actually didn't know when I interviewed that they had any coaching positions mm-hmm. available at all. But they asked me if I could coach and talked about there was a basketball position. It was the freshman position was open. And some uh, the assistant baseball coach was also open, which I did for three years, too. <laughs> I was kind of tough to do two sports. but yeah. So I would coach basically whatever to get a teaching job. So I did that, and I was the freshman coach for three years uh, at Brown County and then JV for four, and then varsity assistant for three. Yeah. And then that's when the Mitchell job came open, which, of course, I'm from here. And had an opportunity to move back home. My daughter was just finished kindergarten, so she went into first grade here. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to get back home around family. And, um, you know, I think some people have know that they want to be a varsity basketball coach for a long time. You know, when they're yeah. a kid, they're like, I want to be a coach one day. And mm-hmm. that wasn't really me. It just kind of happened and just kind of progressed to where the opportunities presented themselves, and I gave it a shot. Yeah. And uh, the opportunity to come back home, obviously, was really appealing, mm-hmm. and so that's that's a big reason why I wanted to try it. Yeah. We're all glad you're back, and, of course, we got to know each other pretty well, teaching next door to each other and then being coaches, uh, you know, both the varsity boys and girls at the same time. So glad you're back, and it's been fun. One thing I know about coaches is that we can tell stories, and we can tell stories for days. So uh, what is your favorite – coaching story you know remember this is a kids programming right so well oh, absolutely yeah well i mean i've coached so many funny kids and yeah. you know we could go on and on about that um here and at mitchell and at brown county um you know and, and a lot of the funny stuff happens like at camp or yeah. on the bus ride home mm-hmm. or you know that type of stuff you know that you just remember forever and 
you know, the guys always, whenever we'd have the younger guys at camp, they'd always, you know, the goals were lowered and they'd like to, yeah. you know, coach something's wrong with the goal and then Peyton Moore's coming behind me dunking <laughs> on my head, things like that, you know. But um, some of my favorite memories, my, my very first year coaching uh, at Brown County, they hadn't won a sectional since like 1976. Mm-hmm. And we made it to the sectional championship game against Greencastle. And uh, their best player was at the line, tie ball game, like four seconds left. And he's got two shots, not a one-on-one, he's got two shots. And their their uh, crowd, their student section, is chanting better luck next year to us. <laughs> and the kid misses both of them. We get the rebound and hit up the sideline to our sophomore, and he drills a three at the horn. That's to awesome. In overtime. We end up winning in double overtime. Yeah. I mean, so memories like that, uh, the West Washington game a couple, not this oh, year, yeah. last year when Peyton oh, that was amazing. hit that last thing. You know, things like that you always remember, and some of the losses, obviously, too, that still yeah. great things happen. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I've got all kinds of stories, I yeah. guess. Uh, <laughs> That's for the after I, I show. You know, hard, hard to pick, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, I tell Aiden Wheeler was a funny kid. Yeah. Uh, he was constantly doing funny stuff and uh, um, just little quick comebacks, the way he would dress. Yeah. I mean, he'd wear, uh, like, Velcro shoes <laughs> on away games and stuff <laughs> just to be just to be funny, you yeah. know. Just having so many unique kids and, and opportunities to be around yeah. them, it's, uh, it, that was the most enjoyable part. Yeah, the kids are always what I remember, you know. That mm-hmm. There's so many great stories and funny moments with the kids and the players. Now, to change the subject a little bit, uh, I remember a few years ago we were talking in the hallway between classes, and a, a riot broke out. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. I do, yeah. <laughs> I'd like for you to recount the, what happened, and just in your own words, how how what happened, you know, ended up being a pretty big brouhaha, if I remember right. Yeah, there's, uh, <laughs> this is uh, hopefully a once-in-a-career yes, yeah. incident. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, as you said, you and I have classrooms right by each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, we usually talk to each other yeah. in between, kind of monitor the halls or whatever. And <laughs> as I remember, we were doing that. And then all of a sudden, to our left, a fight breaks out between two kids. Yeah. And um, you and I are the two close. We run over there. Oh, yeah. And I grab one kid. And um, <laughs> my, I, I don't know. You know, you're not really taught as a teacher like how's best to restrain yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. Is it a it's bear awkward. hug? Is it a headlock? Yeah. And I decided to go with the full Nelson. That's a good move. I wish I'd have done that. Well, yeah. you know, it was. I don't know why I went yeah. with that. I, I guess it's my go-to move now. Yeah. So anyway, so I went to a full Nelson, and uh, and the kid that I got was pretty scrappy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not quite as scrappy as the kid you got. I'll we'll get so. to in a second. Yeah. He, he was pretty. He was pretty fired up. It was. A, it was a pretty good fight. It was. They they threw some punches. Yeah. And the only reason I was able to get that kid in the full, I came from behind. He had no mm-hmm. idea I was there. Yeah. So that helped. And, and then you grabbed the other kid, and yeah. you know I, I'm not sure how you grabbed him, but you got him way away. Yeah, you got him across, him across yeah. the hallway, over on the other side, and it seemed like everything had calmed down. And of course, there's a hundred kids oh, yeah. in our little hallway watching. And so I've got this kid in the full Nelson, and I, I've actually got a good relation. I've had, I've got him in class, and I feel yeah. like he likes me. Yeah, I'm like hey, calm down, so Mr. Thomas, calm down. I'll let you go here in a second. Mm-hmm. Just, and then as that as, as I'm talking to him. I, I hear the kids that are watching start to yell, and I look over, and you are on the floor. Yeah, yeah. With this other kid uh-huh. who, like I said, I mean, he had to be scrappy because yeah. he tried. You guys were rolling around. You had him wrapped up at the <laughs> I waist. I did, yeah. I tackled him, yeah. And you guys were rolling yeah. around on the ground. Uh-huh. And so and so I turned to look, and he's not hitting you or anything, but he's 
he's trying to get away. He's, yeah, he's squirming. Yeah. And you've got him wrapped up. And so I've still got this kid in the full Nelson. And I look to my right to watch what you're doing. <laughs> like, what is going on? And thinking, I can't, I don't know what to do. Because if I let go of this kid, yeah. you've got that kid. Hell, and then who knows yeah. if he's going to get kicked in the head or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, well, he's got it. He's going to. And as I'm holding this kid in a full Nelson, another kid from the crowd comes up and starts punching him in the face. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, the kid that I'm holding full Nelson can't fight back. And he got two or three good shots in yeah. before Mr. Woolham's yeah. he came, he came down and grabbed him. So yeah, it, was, uh, it was the craziest thing it was, that yeah. has ever happened. I, I believe there is video footage somewhere. I've heard that, yeah. It's probably been deleted by now. I hope so. That was, that was the crazy, you know... Well, what happened to me? I, so I had the kid against the locker. He was trying to. Right. He he didn't stop. He was he was didn't want to stop fighting. He never hit me, but he was trying to get through me. Yeah. So I was holding him against the locker. Of course, I had my dress shoes on. I dressed, you know, for success, <laughs> and uh, had my dress shoes on. And uh, he's running right through. My shoes are sliding. It's going right through me. Yeah. Not nothing I could do. Just no grip. You know, there's no grip of dress shoes. Right. So I decided to turn and tackle him. I mean, I didn't know what else to do. Well, I'm, glad, he, I'm glad you did. Yeah, I mean. He tried to get away, and eventually he calmed down. But. I will never forget yeah. the sight of watching you and his kid roll around the ground. <laughs> I mean, it was just, i got to be honest, when I turned, it was just, it was so shocking. Yeah, it's it like, was Matt, shocking. Matt has a kid on the ground, he's rolling around with, you know, there's no, they just look like they're wrestling, I guess. I, and, uh, yeah, and unfortunately, the poor kid that I had got popped a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he got a couple extra licks. I felt bad about that, but, you know, it was... Honest mistake, I guess, on my part. What, just, there's too much going on. I couldn't focus. It was like a barroom brawl. It really it was. was. It was so much going on at once. And what you can't realize is all the, the people watching. We're talking every kid in school was yeah. in a hallway by then, yelling and screaming. And, and we're, it just does. And there's another teacher that stood and watched. I won't mention any names. that stood and watched everything happen. You know. But, yeah, it was it was something. Anyway, we kind of got off topic there. But I feel like we, uh, Gene want to add something to that. Uh, no, it sounds oh. terribly exciting. Yeah. I mean, I... I remember hearing about it that night and mm-hmm. wishing that I had been with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it so. was. It's a high. It's a career highlight. Oh, there's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. It's that. one of my. If I got to teach it, tell a teaching story, I'm probably gonna bring that one out at some point. This is why we teach folks. Yeah, <laughs> you got to keep the kids safe. Yeah. We saved kids' lives that day. Yeah. We well, do. and I mean, you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably for you learn lessons. You probably yeah. don't wear slick dress shoes. Oh anymore. yeah, you wear yeah. something with some traction. Oh yeah, I've got my running shoes yes, on now. Some traction, absolutely. no doubt. Yeah, no anybody, doubt. Anybody questions that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Gene's telling us to move on, so we'll move on here. So let's get into the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. So uh, let's, right. let's take a couple minutes here and talk about that. I noticed when you walked up, where we actually moved to the smoke shack because it started raining. So just to be clear, the smoke shack is for smoking meat, not not anything else. But but as you walked into the smoke shack. You had your Jordans on. I do. So tell us about the, are those vintage or what no, are these, no, these are they're uh, they're kind of knockoffs. They look yeah. like the vintage. They ones. do like they the do. ninety like nineteen yeah. nineties. Yeah, like the, yeah, the Jordan one. Yeah, they are Jordan ones, mm-hmm. but they're they're not okay. original. But uh, and I, I, it's a little sad, but I've got more Jordans than I should probably <laughs> mention, and probably more than my wife knows about. So <laughs> I try to hide those. She knows how much those cost. Probably good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love Jordan shoes. And yeah. Just uh, you know, when I was a kid, my parents finally broke down when I was in junior high, maybe eighth grade, and bought me a pair. Yeah. But you know, that, that was the first time that you had a pair of shoes that cost a hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And and for a kid. Yeah. In our area, to have a hundred dollar pair of shoes just wasn't very common. Yeah. And uh, I remember my parents, the first time I asked for a pair of, you know, Jordans, just like ridiculous <laughs> like, request. Yeah, you want a $100 pair of shoes? You're crazy, kid. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's, now 
You can't hardly find a pair of shoes in our hunting My parents place. bought me the Converse. Remember those Converse, because, the black and white ones? Well, the Converse weapons. Yeah, well, I, choose I, your yeah. weapon. That's what I yeah. had, yeah. yeah. I Larry kept Bird. getting the, your, no, your foot's not full grown. Yeah. Like paying that kind <laughs> yeah, of money. That's smart, no. yeah. Yeah, I got like Reebok something weirdo. So, you know, we've watched this. We've talked about it some. Just uh, what are your initial thoughts on that documentary about Jordan, about the team, just anything in general about the documentary? Yeah, first of all, I loved it. I mean, yeah. it was so good, and I'm glad they moved it up. But so many different things. Um, I think as kids, mm-hmm. you know, we – and, of course, it was a different time than now. You know, Le- LeBron James, you see so much of his personal life yeah, uh, through social media, and they just share so much and – that wasn't the way it was when we were kids in the 80s and 90s, oh, yeah. you know. And the only thing you see extra is, like, when Michael Jordan puts out, like, you know, Michael Jordan's playground. Yeah. Come fly with yeah. me. You see, though, it's just a wholesome, you know, or a commercial or whatever. It's just a wholesome image. Yep. Work hard. And, you know, you just look at it like, man, he's, he just know, he's, he's just the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. And everybody yeah. loves him. And, you know, but then this documentary, for me, is kind of like, you know, Kobe Bryant always got called a bad team or hard on his teammates, yes. you know. And I don't think he even compared to Jordan no. in that regard. And but of course Jordan was on a level where he, you know, I understand where he's coming from. He he was the only one that was there at the yep. beginning, went through all the struggles, mm-hmm. and became the greatest player to ever play the game. Yeah. And so he, you know, there was expectations set for those guys coming in. You're going to you're going to follow this. And yeah. so I, I thought that the way he set the standard and. The way he interacted with his teammates and how they, you know, saw him as a bully and yeah. things like that, but respected him. They did. And I think yeah. they do more now yeah. than they did back then. I'm know? sure at the time it was. It'd be hard to be his teammate. It'd pressure, be kind of scary sometimes. Complete pressure. Yeah. You know, just little things. Even even in the last episode when they won their final championship. Yeah. And I don't have all the footage of it, but when he's playing the piano in his hotel room, yeah. that picture's awesome, but there's no teammates there. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, and, and so I start to wonder, is it kind of like us as our working job, where we come together during the day and we all go our separate ways? That's kind of what it seemed like. It really does, yeah. and it may be the way it is a lot for a lot of teams, I don't know. Yeah. But as a kid, you think it's like your team. Yeah, you hang hanging out, out all the time yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Obviously, they're adults, it's completely different. Um, yeah. When him and Steve Kerr got in the yeah. fight, he didn't even have Steve Kerr's phone number. Yeah. For example, <laughs> yeah. I kinda, that kind of shocked me. But uh-huh. um, I definitely understand all that and why he was the way he was. Mm-hmm. Another thing I thought was interesting was just the unlikely paths. Like yes. Scotty Pippen, yeah. I knew he wasn't a perennial All American in college, mm-hmm. but it's like not even he good enough to be on the team his freshman yeah. year, basically yeah. be an equipment manager. Yep. And and even his family struggles that he had, that was nobody in the world would have thought that he would end up being second or third in MVP voting. No, ever. Yeah, they would have ever made the NBA. Probably same thing with Dennis Rodman. Yep, and that's a you know whole different story. That's, that's twenty episodes of the yeah. Sours podcast. Yeah. to get to talk about that. Yeah. But, and then even Steve Kerr. I mean, yeah. it's just it's crazy. It's not like they had twenty or you know a, a team of. McDonald's All-Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they knew, even Jordan, you know, they by the time he was a senior in high school, I think yeah. people started, well, this kid could do something. But, yeah. you know, it wasn't, LeBron James, you knew, I mean, they were televising his high school games. Yeah, you Kobe knew the same was, way. Yeah, yeah, you knew these guys were going to be the greatest in their generations. Yeah. And Jordan kind of came, I won't say he came out of nowhere, but I think Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, those guys did. They I mean, sure did. I don't think anybody saw that coming. and for them to all come together is kind of a neat story. And then, of course, Jerry Krause is the other big. Yeah, he's interesting. It, yeah. I, it, 
The only, I feel bad in the fact that he's not alive to yeah. offer his side of the mm-hmm. story. Yeah. But it's awfully hard to understand what the riff was between yeah. him and Phil Jackson. I know. And, and it, was, it was such an open documentary. They talked yeah. about so many things out in the wide open that I felt like that question never was completely answered. Uh-huh. He just felt like he wasn't getting enough credit. That was it. I mean, yeah. there, there had to be some personal something, something. that happened. And yeah. To say you're going to go, if you go 82 and 0, that's not going to matter. All right, listeners, we took a little break. Uh, you may have heard it started raining on us, and we're outside in like a little shelter and with a tin roof, and it uh, got loud. So we, we're back here, and you may still hear some raindrops, but I think you can hear us okay. So we got interrupted uh, talking about the Jordan documentary, and I believe, uh, Doug, you're going to talk about uh, Jerry Krause a little bit before we got interrupted. Yeah, I th- yeah. Just, the, just the fact that, you know, it's still, even though it was such a documentary where you learned so much behind-the-scenes stuff, and they did try to explain mm-hmm. that whole relationship, it's still just really hard to understand it. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, you would think that if you won six in a row, you want to try for the seventh. Yeah. If you could get Jordan back. And yeah. Like he said at the end, he thinks if he came back, he could have convinced some other people to go along with him. But mm-hmm. there's, there's got to be more to that story. I thought even Reinsdorf's uh, and uh, Phil Jackson's mm-hmm. stories about why it didn't go forward. Yeah. Because Phil Jackson never said he didn't want to rebuild. Yeah. But then, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf said he didn't want to rebuild. So I, who knows? There, uh-huh. there's, there seems like there's more to that, maybe. Yeah. That's not being said. I don't know. But, uh, and he's portrayed as the villain, but I mean, he built a. Pretty amazing team. Oh, it, I mean, he, he built that team. Yeah. Like, he, like you mentioned, he, Scotty Pippen was not all American. Robin came from nowhere. He yeah. found these guys and got them. So yeah, he made smart moves. Yeah. And, and Scotty Pippen even calls him the greatest GM of all yeah. time at the end. Of yeah, it. so it is. that I, that was good just for the mm-hmm. fact that uh, even though it's hard to like, I, I'm not saying I like Jerry Krause. I, you know, yeah. I don't know enough about the situation, but. Um, I did feel bad that it seemed like he ended up being portrayed as the villain. He wasn't yeah. here to yeah. tell his side of the story yeah. at all. Yeah, I guess bad. the only other thing I'd say real quick is when it talked about the fight with Steve Kerr and Jordan, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people didn't know about that. Like that, that was kept secret, you know, behind closed doors. Yeah. I just don't think it'd be that way in the NBA today if something like nah. that happened. It would be out in a second. It'd I, be on it snap. shows you how much yeah. things have changed, I think. But uh, yeah, no doubt. And social media. Yeah, social right. media social changed media. everything. Yeah. But yeah, it was a. I really enjoyed it. It was just a. It was a good distraction for our non-sports time. I think I'm glad ESPN decided to move it up and air it. And I've got one, one more thing. Yeah. That uh, maybe kind of a question for you. Okay. Okay. So th- that documentary is basically Jordan. Yeah. And his supporting cast. I mean, it was Michael Jordan was the star. It was obvious. Ten part documentary, mm-hmm. right? And of course, we got the argument of who's the greatest of all time. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I guess you might have a LeBron James one of these days yeah. documentary. Would it be a 10-part documentary? And would you be able to get all these other guys to come in and be a part of it? Because Steph Curry might be like, I should have a documentary. Yeah. Kevin Durant should be like, there's nobody in Jordan's yeah. era. Nobody. And they all know it. They all know that he he was the guy. And the reason yeah. why, he beat them all. Yeah, he, exactly. He beat them all. He never yeah. lost to them. He beat them all. And, no. I, and I, even though, as great no. as LeBron is and as great as Kobe was, no. you just never see anything like, in my opinion, you'll never see anything like Jordan, where not only at the, the level mm. that he performed, that everybody just agrees. Yeah. Everybody from that era agrees. There is no debate. 
No you know, doubt. You might debate LeBron and Kobe or Kevin Durant. Some people might throw Steph Curry in there now or yeah. whoever, you know, James Harden. Yeah. There's so many people, depending on who wins championships down the road, there's so many debatables on who is the greatest. I think LeBron's, in most people's opinion, the clear, but there's a lot of contenders. Yeah. There's no contenders to Jordan in his era. And add to that point, there are some really great teams and players that never got past Jordan. The thing about the Utah Jazz mm-hmm. That was a great team. I think uh, Stockton alone. I hope a lot of the kids. Yeah. You know, we had you know talking about yeah. the coach and yeah. you make this with your players sometimes, but and it's always well he didn't play against anybody. Yeah. And alone, <laughs> yeah, that guy could play. Was, you know, and yeah. Ryan Russell wasn't yeah. bad, and John Stockton. You know, mm-hmm. I know John Stockton. You know, is not the biggest, tallest, most athletic athlete ever, but he was a pretty yeah. darn good basketball player. Jeff Hornacek. Yeah. I mean, they had they had players. They've had the Eastern Conference, the Knicks, with Patrick oh, Ewing. Yeah. They were great. Then my Pacers about beat them. Yeah. About beat them that yeah. last, this last year. They had them, had them on the ropes. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there was a lot of great players, but I think Jordan just overshadows them so much because he beat them all. Yeah. They, so th- there's yeah. no player from his era that yeah. deserves a 10-part documentary. No. That's, that's one thing. Just <laughs> yeah. 20 years from now, if LeBron has one, are they going to invite Steph Curry to be a part of that? Yeah, Curry's he's, like, yeah, nah. he's like, well, that should be about me. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're the Splash Brothers, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's You're true. exactly right. That's a good question. Yeah, I like it. A good point. All right, let's get away from basketball for a minute. I know um, – just from sitting around a campfire with you and spending some time with you, you're a big fan of music. I am. And especially the 90s grunge bands, alternative bands, whatever right. you want to call yeah. them. They're, they're not really grunge or whatever, but right. they're kind of mainstream now. Yeah. So just, if you had to pick one band. Oh, my gosh. Or just maybe top three. How's that sound? Yeah, top I mean, three. from that era. And it's funny because it changed. When it, back in that time, yeah. I listened to a ton of Pearl Jam. Yeah. I still, uh, I still yeah. do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. My favorite, hands down, Yellow Lead Better. Yeah. yeah, oh my gosh, that is a great song. Yeah. It, 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 they were they were the band I started with. Yeah, as far as, really when I got into music at all, really they were probably where I started. Yeah, and then when I got into high school, it was Led Zeppelin more and things like mm-hmm. that. But if you're going from '90s grunge, Pearl Jam would probably be my number one. Oh yeah, and then I'd probably go Soundgarden too. Oh yeah, and, uh, and Chris Cornell is mm-hmm. one of my. All-time favorites. I saw him when well, he his last leg of his tour mm-hmm. right before he passed away. I, I saw him twice. I saw him yeah. in Louisville, Kentucky. He's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I might just go tip all the dog and just combine the two. There and, you go. And, yeah, perfect. And, and uh, Chris Cornell is yeah. the top three. <laughs> but uh, what about the Foo Fighters? No, I like the Foo yeah. Fighters, but. Yeah. Um, I, they're nineties. I, I look at them more as early two thousands. Well, yeah. that's true. Yeah, Nirvana, right. obviously. Nirvana. Yeah, yeah Nirvana. I, they started I, it all. Yeah, I, I really like Nirvana too. Yeah. But for whatever, Pearl Jam, that ten. Yeah, I mean, that oh, first God. album is just. Uh, you can listen to it. It never oh, never gets old. Just, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, Pearl Jam's got a new album out now. It's not bad. Really, I've heard yeah. that yet. Yeah, Check it's, that it's, out. It's not bad. There's, Supposed to go on tour and, and add some American uh, dates in the U.S. Okay, but then of course I they, saw that. Yes, <laughs> they're all canceled. But right. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd have to say Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, mm. top two. Yeah, we talked about a lot of these lead singers have passed away, and you know, there's yeah, it's kind of sad. You know, it's, it's our youth. You know, people we listen to are, are gone now. Right. And, you know, it's just. Makes you really want to get out and see those concerts when they come through because you never know it could be your last chance. It does. You know? it's, it's the same thing. You talk talking about the Jordan shoes and the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Music's the same way for me. Yeah. And I like a lot of music. I I, I struggle with uh, some of the new music. Yeah. I'll admit there's yeah. not there's not a lot. There, there's some out there. Um, it's just different. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a lot of rock that I like. Yeah. I like Nathaniel Ratliff a lot right now. He's all like that. But, yeah. 
um, yeah, when I hear Pearl Jam or oh. Soundgarden, it just, it just takes you back to that time. So. Yeah. Well, talking about um, reminiscing, some of the music that our girls are listening to, 90s, I mean, the same stuff that we listen to. I thought I'd like stumbled on something mistakenly and I was mm-hmm. like what you're listening to this yeah and I was like yeah I mean producer Emma's her whole playlist that she listens to all the time is now I feel like I should take some credit so I've kind of talked that's in true. about you music have. and quality you music have. I yeah. thought Anna listened to Tom Petty today. There well, we go. And proud, then, proud moment for the dad here. One proud day, moment. I heard Alexa yeah. waking up Anna for school with some red hot chili peppers. Well, yeah, yeah. And we're big chili pepper fans. Yeah. Yes, but you know, there was there was a couple of songs that were questionable. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I'm not sure this is how you want to start your day. I mean, I'm all about love them, but I mean, yeah, they're definitely they've bought in too. So yeah, although yeah. those are I was going to talk with the chili peppers yeah. and Tom Petty back. Yeah. In, you know when Tom Petty came out with Wild uh, oh, Flowers. Yeah, and I was in college. Yeah, that, that was such a good. That's album. probably my favorite, probably yeah. just because it, it's because the time it came out mm-hmm. when I was in college and we're listening to music a lot back then, you know. Yeah. Now I got we got to talk about one more type of music here because you actually turned me on to this genre of music, yacht rock. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of it now, and yeah. I, I, you taught you told me about the yacht rock, uh-huh. and I think a lot of that's do with the uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates and the mustache. Oh my goodness, yeah. Now legends. is that your is that the inspiration for your mustache you had during basketball? I don't, well, I don't think I yeah. ever quite live up to yeah. the, you know that mustache, yeah. but um, yeah, yacht yeah. rock. Yeah. I, XM Radio yeah. had a yacht rock station, yeah. and it, it was just, solid. It, it, yeah, it, it is solid. It's one of those things where you just kind of laugh at it further. Like, yeah. Oh, this sounds pretty good. It puts you in a good frame of mind. Oh, that, you, you just, and then you find out you've listened, you've, watched, you've listened to it for like two hours yeah. and haven't changed the station. Well, we opened our pool this week, and I sat down to put Yacht Rock on. Yeah. I sit next to the pool and listen to Yacht Rock. It's it, great. It is nice. Yeah, and Hall and & Oates. Yeah. yeah, Rich Girl, that comes up, which yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that song. Yeah. But, uh, so many. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Cross was just in Nashville, I think. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be. Okay, it was supposed oh. to be. So uh, that would have been a good one to go see. But yeah, I don't know. I never would have listened to that. Yeah, years I'm, ago. Mm-mm. It's yeah. just show, you know just the stage of life that you're in. Times you change. Know? Yeah, yeah. Nostalgia. We'll chalk it up to. Yeah, that. I guess you can call it that. <laughs> well, and maybe I'm just more laid back than yeah. I used yeah. to be too. Yeah. I don't know. Not as much angst wine. as those yeah. the yeah. bands yeah. of the nineties. Yeah, Eddie yeah. Vedder still speaks to me, but sometimes Holland. Yeah. You know, just got to switch it up. That's right. Well, unfortunately, we're about out of time. I want to thank you for stopping by the podcast today. I mean, got interrupted by the rain a little bit. But that's okay. I, I loved it. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan. I th- this is my second time on. Yeah, you're the only two time. Yeah, two, yeah. So is far. it like SNL? Do you get a jacket when you're make it to the five five timers club or anything like that? Maybe some smoked meat or something. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Yeah. If I work something out, yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> no doubt. Uh, so I guess we'll wrap up here. Anything else before we go? You want to ask the ask me or Gene or anything? Oh no, I just appreciate you guys yeah. doing this and uh, during these times where you're bored and yeah. you've watched so much TV and documentaries and done everything else you can think of. It's, this has been a nice change of pace, and yeah. I look forward to the episodes every week. So oh, thank you, I appreciate thank you. you guys doing it. Well, thanks for being on the show. Have a nice evening. Absolutely.